Hello and welcome everyone to another E3 2018 episode of the Game Luster Podcast. And in this one we are covering the Nintendo Direct that we got this morning. Nintendo shared a lot of details on their upcoming Smash Brothers game, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and we'll be getting to that and more here. I'm Trevor, Editor-in-Chief, and I'm joined by two writers this time, Mike. Hello. And Sai. How's it going? And I'll start us off with the very first thing they showed in the Nintendo Direct. I don't know how much either of you will have to say on this, but that little robot fighting anime thing called Diamond X Machina, obviously a play on Deus Ex Machina. I actually didn't know anything about this going in. Any comments on that first thing they showed? Yeah, I really didn't know much about it either. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with the series at all, but I mean, it looked like, uh, it looked like it was Gundam Wing or a version of Gundam Wings. I'm, I'm a fan of robots and stuff, so it looked pretty cool to me. It did look cool. I just thought it was funny, um, when they cut to the title of it, it was completely sudden. It's only just a jump to the title and it, it seemed almost like a mistake. Of course it wasn't. This was a pre-recorded show, but it was an odd little way to start it off ha- harmless, but, a little bit odd. Now, right after that, they showed another trailer. Before Reggie came on screen, they showed a trailer for another game. This was the Torna the Golden Country add-on for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Now, before we dive into what Reggie started presenting us with, any thoughts on that from either of you? Um, that's probably something I'm going to be picking up. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I thought was a really solid game. So I'm excited for any, um, extra DLC that they'll be throwing our way. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm going to be picking it up anytime soon, just because I never played any of the Xenoblade games. Not that it doesn't look cool enough to play, but there's so much out there that I'm not sure that that's something going to be on my list. Okay, and I I would echo similar feelings. Neither of those first two games really caught me too much. But then Reggie Fizeme came onto the screen, and first he talked about Pokemon. He talked about the Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee games coming to the Switch. And he talked more about the little Pokeball controller that will be coming with it. You can use to capture Pokemon in the game and actually keep them so to say, in that little Pokeball, and it will actually come with, of all Pokemon, Mew. Used to be very hard to attain Mew, but now you can get Mew by purchasing the controller. Do either of you, or either of you, now I'm a Pokemon fan, I haven't followed it too closely over recent years, but growing up, I loved the games and I'm still an enthusiast. Either of you particularly interested in either of these Let's go switch Pokemon titles or just checking out that Pokeball controller. Um, I'm kind of interested in the Let's Go um, titles. I'm more waiting for a traditional title to come out. But um, yeah, the controller does look a little interesting. I'm just afraid it's going to be more of a gimmick like the way uh, the pedometer was that came with the Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Um, what was that again? The those little pedometers from Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Might I? I'd have to be reminded of what exactly they did. Yeah, like you, I, it was something like you loaded a Pokemon onto it, and then when you went walking, you would count your steps and get okay. that Pokemon like experience and stuff according to how much you walked. But I mean, I never used mine. I bought the game, and mine just stayed in the box. So I'm wondering, like, if I got Let's Go if the Pokeball controller would just do the same for me. And what about you, Yeah, that was my thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I wonder if you... I don't think you have to use it. I don't... um, I I probably wouldn't use it, but the fact that it comes with the Mew is pretty cool. Um, I haven't really played much of the Pokemon games, honestly, as much as I wanted to. Around the time when it came out for the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance, I just... I didn't have it. I didn't have any advanced games or the Game Boy Advance, so I never really played any of them, but I am interested, so that's something I'll probably look into because I have the Switch, so definitely going to look into that. 
I'm interested by it, and especially the inclusion of Mew, because, as I said, it used to be that Mew was, like, the super rare Pokemon that everyone would dream about getting, and now you get Mew right in the ball, so to say, with the Pokeball Plus. That would be the one pull for me. And it just looks kind of interesting, a full, any, whatever it might be as far as actual gameplay depth, just a full 3D Pokemon game on the Switch. It interests me, though of course I'd love a more core one, which we might get as the Pokemon game they've teased about coming next year. Anyway, the Pokeball Plus will be coming November 16th, 2018. And, okay, so after Reggie talked about that, he went into, not Smash Brothers yet, but another classic Nintendo multiplayer series that will be coming to the Switch. Thankfully, there is no number with it. Mario Party was getting way out of hand with numbers in a Final <laughs> Fantasy kind of way. It's just yeah. going to be, yeah. So it's just going to be Super Mario Party. Um, now, what do you two think about Mario Party and about this new title? Uh, Mario Party is always a must-buy for me. Yeah. So this one looks interesting. I even like how they showed the, how they were connecting the two switches to like change the map in one of the mini games. Yeah, the little so, yeah, like a little overhead tank mini game where you, you you move the tanks around and shoot at each other. You could switch the screens around and connect them, and the mini game would would go over each screen. Yeah, so I got friends that got the Switch, so they'll be getting the game as well. So it'll be really interesting to see how far the mechanic goes. That way we can all, you know, put our Switches together and really try out, you know, this idea that I think is just really cool. I'm definitely excited for Mario Party. That's one of the games where they, I thought they sh- they showed too little for it, but um, I actually have the original Mario Party for Nintendo 64, and awesome. I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get to play much of the others. I forgot which one it was that uh, my cousin had for the Wii. We played it and I loved it. And that's something that I'm really really looking forward to. Now, as far as old Mario Party titles, I really loved Mario Party Two. And the funny thing about the first one is, it seemed I don't know. It just seemed I mean Mario Party. You know, the joke about it is it, it breaks friendships. It can be miserable. <laughs> You know, there's so much chance involved. There are a lot of cheap little mini games and all that. But when I played the first Mario Party, coming to it from two and three, it felt especially cruel. Like that one, that one, like especially ruins friendships. So that yeah. what part two does? Oh, the the original. Oh, the original. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, that's true. There, there's, there are some competitive games in there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal too. Like the way it handled stars. I, I remember there was something like something to do with how you get or lose stars that made it especially like a game of chance. But anyway, I that and you could actually steal stars from opponents too. So yeah, yeah, I think that's that had that had something to do with it. Yeah, that those games they. Well, they have, like I said, Mario Party 2 has a, a special place with me, and I've played a few over the years, like Mario Party 4, Mario Party 8. I'm, I'm excited for this one, even though I know it's, it's gonna be miserable, but, you know, that's Mario Party. Some of the mini games shown, they, they'll use motion controls, um, as I said, they'll use a screen where you can sit down on a table. There's, you know, it's Mario Party stuff, there's flying around, there's shaking the controller to race, there's, a cooking mini game. There's tanks. There's goofy little things for like whacking each other with stuff. I mean, it's 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 Mario Party. It's coming yeah, October fifth. It's pretty much what you'd expect from Mario Party. Yeah, nothing, nothing unheard of there. Yeah. I wonder if that's why they kept the trailer pretty short because they didn't really talk too much about it afterwards. Yeah, they did it mostly to show that it was this group of people they had either sitting at a couch or like out at a table at some place playing all these mini games together. They emphasized the, the mobility part of it, the, the motion controls and the fact that it is a party game you play with other people. You know, not, not that there aren't any people out there who, 
who have played Mario Party extensively with just computer characters. I would never have, but it is first and foremost a party game. And that's what they showed, and then some mini-games. So not a ton of information there as far as like any new things it would be bringing to the table. But it's Mario Party. Yeah, so... And and now, I've I've of course been aware of and have followed at least through other people's words, the Fire Emblem series, but maybe either of you would have more to say about the Fire Emblem game they showed off. I, yeah, I know Austin was really excited yeah. about this one. Yeah, Austin, he's, he's quite the Fire Emblem fan. It is Three Houses. Fire Emblem Three Houses coming spring 2019. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think this is a... Uh... One of the main ones I wanted to see was some Fire Emblems, and it does look really um, interesting. I just love the way it goes really down deep into the map now, you know, when you're battling. Mm -hmm. So I thought that looked really cool. Uh, I haven't played any of those games, you know. Uh, Sadly, you know, I'm I'm an RPG fan, like old school Mm -hmm. RPG even, but it's just one of the few RPG games that I haven't played, so... I don't really know if it looked like it was going to be a good game, but I wonder if you have to play like the previous games in order to enjoy playing this one or to understand it. Well, I'm right there with you, especially when it comes to JRPGs. It's hard to fit them all in unless you're really dedicated. So I will have to pass on from this one without saying much more. Yeah, that's my niche. So that's kind awesome. Of- what I do. So. Awesome. Yeah, if you're dedicated to it, you can get them all in. Yeah. Unfortunately, I struggle to... I try to play a little bit of everything, so it's hard to fit every RPG in. Yeah. But I, I definitely... A lifelong plan of mine is to go back and play through Fire Emblem titles. Anyway, that was a big reveal if you have been following the series. Now next, they did something that had been rumored about. Well, a lot of the stuff had been rumored about. Um, Fortnite is coming. <clears throat> Fortnite is coming to Switch. Either of you play Fortnite? I was actually playing the Switch version just a couple hours ago. Really? Yeah, it's already out. Okay, I missed something then. It's out. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it uh, came out like an hour after the Nintendo presentation. That was a theme this year. Things coming out the day they announce it. Yeah. Yeah, I personally haven't played Fortnite. I've seen people play Fortnite, but I haven't played it. And not to knock on it, but, uh, it's just, it seemed like two games combined. Those two games being like Call of Duty and Minecraft. In a, in a way. I'm not saying that it is, but to me, it looked like a combination of the two. Yeah, so. all the building in it. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that. Yeah, I played it, I played it a little bit with, one of our our staff here, one of our writers, Sean, and it it's some fun. Um, it just seems like, at least when I was playing it, you just kind of you just kind of wait. I remember twice in a row we got second, and we didn't do anything special. We just kind of ran around, hid, and waited until it was <laughs> us and one other team left, and then they killed us. So I don't know that the battle royale games. I, I need to play them more, but. It seems like for most of it, you just get dropped on this map and then you just kind of wait until it's you and a few people left. That That's what it seems like to me. And I know their skill and the real skill players know exactly where to go and, and how to play it and all that. But for most people, it's like you just wait and it's luck and it comes down to like you and a few other people in the in the last few minutes. Yeah, it's how few my matches were on the Switch. Because I played the PC version as well. Um the Switch version does play similar to the PC version, just I would recommend playing it docked and not in handheld mode, because the text uh, in the menus and seeing far away is really hard in the handheld mode. Okay, well I, I can I can imagine that, and I actually, I just played it on PS4, I, I do have it, of course it's free to play, so I do have it on PC, I just haven't done it on PC, just on the PS4. And it was some fun. It was alright. 
I would just need another life to be able to devote tons of time to it like some people do. Yeah. Very interesting to me how much that game caught on, especially after uh, PUBG and all that. Yeah. I think the fact that it's free really helped. Yes. Definitely. That free-to-play... Fortnite Battle Royale free-to-play, those last three words, very important. Now, after that announcement, they started showing off a flurry of games. I'll I'll just kind of touch on them all here. The first one is Overcooked 2 from Team 17. Now, um, one of our staff members, Christine, our creative lead, plays and loves Overcooked. I have been meaning to play and love Overcooked, though I haven't yet. It's a a multiplayer or single player with, with CPU cooking games. It's kind of Mario Party-esque, at least if you, from its appearance. You're running around trying to complete recipes and all that in these crazy locations. Have either of you played Overcooked? And it's not just on the Switch. It's also on, on Steam. But have either of you played that game? I have, I had no idea this franchise even existed. Okay. Okay, fair enough. So, this is my first time seeing any of it. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm guilty of the same. Like, I didn't have no idea what that is, or if there was... I didn't know there were other parts to it, let alone this one coming out. Okay, well, kind of in the same boat as me, then. I mean, I knew of it, just haven't played it, but I do want to. And it it's mainly, it comes off mainly as a couch multiplayer game to play with a few people locally. Now, after that, we got, and I have no idea if the series or the context or if it's original, Liquid Bits Killer Queen Black. It's this little 2D game that they showed briefly, sprite-based, 16-bit-esque look to it. Any thoughts on that? If you even remember it? I, I don't know if either of you are familiar with it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember... If that was the one uh, where I had like eight players at once or something like that? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, it reminded me of... Um, <clears throat> there's another game like that where you play as ducks and um, you're supposed to like try to shoot each other off the stage. Um, I can't remember the name, but yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. I haven't heard of that duck game. Do you know what he's talking about? Yeah, I can't. No? I have no idea, okay. man. But uh, yeah, uh, the game that we're referring to, I did, I did watch the trail for it. Um, I don't know as far as like because we're we have we have games with such such good graphics. I don't know if it'd be something that I can go back to. Like I can go back to and play the old school Street Fighter games or some of the old two old two D games. But like newer games that are coming out, I don't know if I could play the newer games that are two D. Okay, fair enough. The retro aesthetic, depending on which retro aesthetic you're speaking of, it can be an acquired taste or something that may or may not just interest you. So yeah, fair enough. Um, next we got Team Cherry's Hollow Knight. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, um, this is one I've been meaning to pick up and I'm glad it's on the Switch. Um, it comes with all the DLC, so I really am thinking maybe this summer, you know, one of my summer projects. Awesome. Um, remind me again which one was that? I'm not sure if I just missed it while I was trying to take down notes and stuff. Or... It's it's a 2D game where you play as this little character who's got a skull-like head with horns. It's, it's got, cartoony got, graphics. Got it, got okay. it. They were, they were zipping through the, the stages pretty yeah. quick, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much in the same boat. Like, I don't know, 2D games, me, it, like, if they're newer games, I don't know if I could play it. Uh, but if, like, older games, I can go back and play older games. They were older games, and they didn't come out now. Like, I still have an SNES, uh, Nintendo 64. I still play those from time to time, but I'm not sure if I could play it on the newer system. Okay, and it's out today. Speaking of that theme, it is out today. Now the, the press conference continued. They, or I'm press conference. 
So he's saying that it, it continued, <laughs> the video continued with Octopath Traveler. Now, um, either of you, I actually, I don't have much to say on it, but do either of you have any thoughts on Octopath Traveler? Yeah, that's a day one for me. Really? And th- so you've played that before? I'm sorry. Um, they released a demo for it a while back and I played it. It was really good. Um, I know a second demo comes out pretty soon. The 14th. For it. Yeah, on the 14th. So, um, just what I, from what I've seen and from what I've played, it seems like a really good, um, JRPG, you know, from Square Enix. I haven't played any of the games for that. I'm not sure how many there are, if it's just this one or before it. But when I saw the trailer for it, being an RPG fan, I was like, okay, you know what? Even though it's not the graphics of, like, let's say, uh, Final Fantasy for PlayStation 4, it still looked like a really, really cool game. All right. Then they went through a few more. Um, they they showed a little bit of Starlink, which was also shown at Ubisoft's press conference, and that's... The game that has Star Fox in it is one of, and the R Wing yeah. is one of the characters. Arena of Valor, which has been out on PC, coming to Switch. Minecraft, coming to Switch. Either of you big Minecraft players? Oh, I haven't played Minecraft in years. Can't say I ever played it, period. Like, I just. I got lost in that game. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know, so because it's, a, it's an open world, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like stuck. I'm like, uh, okay, where do I start? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I played Minecraft when it like first released, when it was back on like the iPhone and stuff like that. That's, that's when I played Minecraft. That's, but, but it was interesting seeing, you know, a little block, um, a little block Mario run around. Yeah, that was interesting. And it's been a while, you know, it's coming to the Switch here pretty late, but, you know, it's, it could be fun. If you're not, if yep. you have Nintendo systems and you never played it. Then there was some kind of sushi slicing game. They show a little bit on Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle, the Donkey Kong adventure coming to it. Pixar, Just Dance 2019. Dragon Ball, ah, there we go, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Here's one, maybe either of you have some words on Dragon Ball Fighter Z or fighters coming to the Switch. Yeah, um, it's kind of a port I expected. Um, if I hadn't already gotten it for the PlayStation 4, I would have been, you know, waiting for it on the Switch. Yeah. Well, I have it for PlayStation 4. I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, so... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Dragon Ball Z Universe 1 and 2. I have that. It's pretty cool. I like that they changed up the concept. They made it 2D. And it's more of like a, for me at least, it's more of like a Street Fighter feel. Like the con- the controls and stuff, the special moves. If you know Street Fighter, you know that. Okay, and then, and of course we've talked a lot about, uh, Michael and Robert have talked extensively about Dragon Ball Z in an earlier podcast. So we'll we'll move on. There's something on the Splatoon 2 expansion, the Octo expansion. Uh, before I just skip over it, either of you play a lot of Splatoon? Um, I have it for the Switch, and I've played a little bit of it. Um, that's probably one I should go back to and play a little bit more, especially now that they're adding um, a lot more content to it. I haven't played that game at all. Um there are other games that I thought that I would rather get, like Mario Odyssey, yeah. and, uh, Hyrule Warriors. I just got it not too long ago. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, the more more single player focused games. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't think it's something because I'm not familiar with it either. So. Okay. Then we got Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. We got Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Now, out of those two, I I haven't played Captain Toad, but it's it's been in my backlog because it looks it looks fun. I might check this one out. And then um, Crash the Insane Trilogy, I did get and play on PS4. 
and I th- I thought it was a fun. I, I like the HD update to the to the levels, and I like going back and playing it like just after playing the originals and and seeing how they changed the music and all that. I had a lot of fun with that. Um, either of you interested in picking up Captain Toad or the Crash Insane trilogy when they come to the Switch? Uh, I'm thinking the Crash Insane trilogy. I played those games when I was really young because uh-huh. they came out in, like, what, the PlayStation in the 90s? Yeah. And so those are always, like, games that I treasured just because, you know, they're a big part of my childhood. Yeah. So I am thinking of picking up the Insane Trilogy for the Switch. Yeah, out of those two games, I would say if I pick up any of the two, it would have to be Crash. Because, like Mike said, I also played, like, the originals on PlayStation 1. So it's the, it's a fan favorite as far as adventure games go. It was a pretty cool back in back for PlayStation 1. Yeah, definitely a classic 3D platformer. I, I didn't play them when they were first coming out in the 90s. I just had a PC and Nintendo systems back then, but I did come back and play them. Somewhere in the early 2000s, I, I picked them up to revisit them, and I I loved them. They're a lot of fun, good, simple 3D platformer. I love the animations, the the running animation, and the, and the cartooniness yeah. of it. Now, they kept going through some other games. I, I won't really keep noting them. Um, like Ark Survival Evolved, Wasteland 2 coming to the Switch. Seems like almost every game is coming to the Switch now. Fallout Shelter is available <laughs> now on the Switch. Of course, we knew that Dark Souls Remastered. It, it's like, I mean, you gotta be great for Nintendo. It's like almost a fad now for companies to say, oh, our game is coming to the Switch. I saw on Twitter, um, that Dusk, the old school, First person shooter throwback, which hitherto has just been on PC, is coming to the Switch. Yeah, like everything's coming yeah. to Switch. <laughs> Wolfenstein 2, I mean, yeah, everything. But, um, I-, I won't keep going through these. Like, there's Mario Tennis Aces, you know, um, that looks pretty cool, but let's, uh, let's get to. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This was the main part of the direct. It took up like 25 minutes almost. It was the whole second half of the direct. This was their headliner for this year. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. There's the title. They had Sakurai himself lead us through all the stuff in the game, the characters, the stages, new techniques. And whereas before, They've kind of teased stuff. I, I remember, especially for Brawl, they would update their website every week or month or so, teasing a new character. Here, they just kind of laid it all out, or at least most of it. And the first most important point is that all characters from any Smash Brothers game thus far will be returning. And that kind of, that kind of just like lays out everything, like, here you go. No questions asked. If it's, if they have been a character, DLC, only in the original, whatever, if they have been a character in a Smash game, they will be back. So this means that characters like Pichu, who are in Melee, will be back. Snake will return. One of my favorites from Melee, Young Link, will be coming back. In addition to Toon Link, it's kind of like that, that one skit, where they're in a dollar store and they ask, how much does this cost? It's a dollar. Everything is a dollar. Well, if you ask any character in a Smash Brothers game, are they going to be in this? Yes, because every character in the Smash Brothers games will be in this. Now, does that bring a sense of relief to either of you, or do you think it might get too crowded? Um, I was expecting a big roster. They've seen it like big rosters now. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I was just, I was surprised the most. Just the fact that, you know, they were revealing so much character-wise. I thought they were going to do with the Wii U version when they did E3 for that one. They only revealed like seven characters and then, you know, trickled the rest, you know, over time. Yeah. Here they were just like, here's everything. Just, yeah, we're laying it all on the table. Yeah. Yeah, they said all the characters from just about every or from every Smash Brothers game is going to be in there. And 
it's it's good to know that they also said I think you can unlock the characters as you beat the game. It's not like the other games where you have to pay for them to unlock characters. You know, they're going old school with that, and that that I'm excited for. Yeah, they're staying. Actually, yeah, they're not changing yeah. anything. They're staying true to how how Smash Brothers was before, not following any trends recently. So that is refreshing. But you know, it's um. That's pretty par for the course for Nintendo. I, I wouldn't, they would be the last company I would expect to start charging for characters. I mean, Wii U, the Wii U one did have DLC, but that's the one exception. Yeah. Yeah. Every other game out there, like if you play, I'm, I'm a, I'm high into, I'm really into fighting games, as I've mentioned probably a couple of times now. So like the newer fighting games, you need to download characters for so, so much or it's, Per character, and that's just—it's not how it used to be. Yeah, and they—they they announced some new characters as well. In addition to this, one of them was the Inkling from Splatoon, which is kind of, eh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, well, we didn't really need her or him in it, you know. But it's whatever. Yeah, it, I understood, you know, uh, Splatoon's popular, so they're going to put in the popular character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's token. It's expected. But then there was another new character they revealed, and this one came right at the end in, in dramatic fare. And it's Ridley from Metroid. And the reason why there was so much drama is because this has long been like a stereotypical fan request for a Smash Brothers character. I mean, I, I've always thought the idea of Ridley as a character would be really cool. I, I was never huge into asking for Ridley specifically, but a lot of people were, and there was enough fan clamor for it that they have implemented Ridley now. I, I would have, I, I referenced that I would have actually liked to be seeing the Twitch live stream chat because I'm sure that it exploded as Ridley was getting revealed. Um, either of you, I mean, any, were either of you one of those fans who was just rabid for Ridley? I wanted Ridley. There were other characters I wanted more. But, you know, I did want Ridley. Mm-hmm. Um, I just remember they always said, you know, they never did Ridley because when they tried to shrink him down, he would look so weird. Yeah. You know, small. And I, he still kind of looks weird to me. I don't know if that's just me or... Uh, oh no! He looks weird. I, he he looks kind of weird to me, also. I I mean it. Yeah. I mean the character does. I mean the character model works. I don't. I don't think they could have done a better job. But you can tell it. It you the point about him being hard to implement. He does look kind of awkward, even still. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for him. Yeah. It's just you know. Yeah, I, I have no idea who that is. Honestly, I didn't play any of the Metroid games. Sadly. Not to say that they're bad games, but I never played them, so I'm not sure who he is. And I'm probably going to go with the old school characters like Link, Shake, uh, Zelda, Mario, you know. Yeah, Ridley, just a, a nemesis from the Metroid series. I mean, Super Metroid uh, and, and Metroid Prime. Though, I, you know, I'm not a lore expert. There is Meta Ridley. I th- yeah. I think Meta, like Meta Ridley was in Metroid Prime. And Ridley was in Super Metroid, but I mean, I've played the games. I'm just not an expert on the lore at that level. But that makes me wonder if if Meta Ridley would be some kind of character in this. And speaking of that, they introduced a new phrase. Um, was it Echo characters? Yeah, and that's that's funny to me. I, I was amused by that because it's been a thing with the series. That there are so many characters that are just a clone of another character, and they've never really recognized it. And it got ridiculous in the Wii U version with the Dark Pit. I mean, you had the same exact character, just a slightly different look. And I love the fact that they're now actually recognizing that by calling them Echo characters, or Echo Fighters. I think that's the term, Echo Fighters. And then, oh, speaking of new characters, a new Echo Fighter is Daisy, who is obviously an Echo Fighter for Peach. But I love that phrase. I just love that phrase, Echo Fighter. I'm so glad they're starting to do that now, to recognize, yeah, there are clone characters. 
like Lucario and Mewtwo, you know. Heck, I mean, the Fire Emblem characters are all pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I might play Daisy. Uh, Peach is probably one of my mains, so when they showed Daisy, I was like, oh, good, it's not just a color palette anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have her as her own character. So they are playable? Because, like, to me, when I saw the, the trailer for it, it looked like they were part of their special or their super, but they're playable characters. Yeah. Yeah, they are playable characters. Okay. Separate playable characters. Okay. Yeah, I definitely have a lot of friends that are into the Smash Brothers, so just because I would want people to come over and play that, I would buy it, even if I don't play it as much. Because it's one of those games where Battle Royale is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited, as I, I noted on characters, I'm excited for... For Snake being back, he ended up being my main in Brawl, incidentally. I thought it was a really fun, cool character to play as. I'm happy to see him back. I wonder if they'll incorporate any of his looks from, uh, like, MGS4 or Metal Gear Solid Five. And, of course, I know, yeah, that's Big Boss, that's Venom Snake. It's different, different characters, but, you know, Snake. I, I wonder if they'll incorporate that as Echo Fighters or Skins. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I was just about to say, maybe Big Boss will be an Echo Fighter. Yeah, that would be great. I would love that, actually. And then, uh, as I also referenced Young Link, I mean, very similar to Toon Link, but Young Link was in Melee, and, and I loved him. I, I, he was my main in Melee. I'm glad to see him back. Link's gonna, his main outfit will be Breath of the Wild. Zelda's main outfit will be actually a Link Between Worlds. And... You might even just start out with... The trailer made it seem like you just start out with the eight original Smash Brothers characters available. And then you have to unlock all the others one by one. Now, I say that, but I just remember at the end they had a gameplay demo demonstration. Where Sakurai was there and, and they were playing a build of the game that had several characters unlocked. Whether that's the case or you just start out with the original eight, I don't know, but... They made a point to say, and a, and a side pointed out here, it will be kept interesting because you'll have to unlock all these characters as you go. You're not going to just start out with all of them. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know if I how how I feel about a remote bomb, though. I think it would be better if it was just one of those pops, but I mean, I think they use it just to like reference Breath of the Wild. I didn't catch that part, the remote bomb you said. They're just a move of links? Yeah. Yeah, it's from Breath of the Wild. Mm -hmm. In Breath of the Wild, you have remote bombs. You, yeah. you don't just throw them like in the old school games and they pop. You throw it and then you press a different switch to make them blow up. And I think it's it's not going to be difficult for gamers, especially the ones that really love it, but I think it's going to make it just a bit more complicated to be, to have to press another switch in the middle of a battle while you're trying to fight. Yeah, um, and like on the subject of Link, I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're going to have outfits for him that make him look more like his traditional self, but whether or not they would have like an Echo character or like Ocarina of Time Link or something that's traditional Smash Brothers Link, we have yet to see, but it is a possibility if you don't want Breath of the Wild Link with his remote bombs, as you point out. I wish I could think of the official phrase for them, because I, I, I did play Breath of the Wild, I just, it escapes me now. I know it was one of the, it, it was one of a group of powers in the game. Yeah, I forget too. It's like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think of it. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about the whole unlocking characters thing. That's something I love for Melee and Brawl. Yeah. Just because it got me into the game even more than the Wii U version did. Because, you know, it kind of pushes you to do the challenges. It pushes you to, you know, play so many hours in order to be able to unlock everything. I like fighters that make me work for my characters. Yeah, and it was always exciting, especially when you didn't know who was available to see the little shadow appear. And you're always wondering, well, I don't have all the characters unlocked. I wonder when I'm going to run into the next one. Yeah. And now, the one thing I hope isn't the case is that we 
we know everyone will be in it. I hope there's a few little surprises up their sleeves as far as secret characters. Yeah, I am hoping, you know, down the line we find out that there are more characters. I mean, the roster's already huge, but there are still a couple more characters I would like to see show up in the game. Now, any, um, while we're on that subject, um, do either of you have, like, your most wanted Smash Brothers character that wasn't shown in this, this demonstration? Yeah, I've been saying this for a long time. I want one of the Belmonts from the Castlevania series to show up. That would be cool. That's a good pick. I, yeah, I That would when, actually uh, be insane. <laughs> I remember when they did the voting for the Wii U one. Uh, that's, that was, who I voted for was Simon Belmont from Castlevania. That's someone I just keep hoping one day I'm going to, you know, turn on the gaming news and, oh, hey, you know, a Belmont's in Smash Brothers. That's yeah. what I'm waiting, hoping for someday. Belmont's, you know, honestly, they're all pretty cool, but I would have to go with Gabriel Belmont from Lords of Shadow. He would be a really good addition to it. Not to try and steal your character, but I'm saying oh, among yeah. the Belmonts, he would be amazing. Yeah. Or maybe even Alucard. Oh, Alucard. I'm a huge fan of Alucard. Yeah. So if they bring him in, then I'd probably pick him and nobody else. <laughs> Personally, um, as I've referenced in our, our chat program, I've always really wanted more Wario Land content in Smash Brothers instead of just WarioWare stuff. I've always wished this. I, I wished he had been Wario, had been a character in Melee. I, I played the Wario Land games on the Game Boy, and they're they're great classic platformers. He wasn't in Melee at all, and then they brought him in in Brawl. But they just have Wario wear content for him. They do have Wario's original outfit, but I would love to see Wario Land music and stages. And then, as far as character goes, I'd love to see Captain Syrup, who is Wario's nemesis, in the first one, Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land, and in the sequel, Wario Land 2, Captain Syrup is the leader of this little pirate group. They're, they're, they look like any Mario enemy. They're, the pirates are like these cute little circle guys. But Captain Syrup, um, is, it, she's not a little circle. She's a full-grown sprite character. And she did come back in Wario Land Shake It, but she looked different and she was a shopkeeper. It didn't make any sense and they didn't try to explain it, but originally she was Wario's adversary and I'd love to see her and a Wario Land stage in the game. Maybe she'll show up as like an assist trophy or something. That is possible. But there actually haven't been Maybe. any references to Wario Land at all. I, I had a, a rant about it actually in a podcast earlier. No music... I mean, no nothing. That's what's so odd about it. And poor Waluigi still, <laughs> well, still getting denied. I don't really care about Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't sympathize with Waluigi. I just saw a, a article title earlier, and it was just poor Waluigi still denied. See, so he's not in the game. It doesn't look like it. He was an assist trophy in the Wii U version, but it doesn't look like he's going to be a playable character in this one. I've never liked Waluigi, I'm sorry. I, I just think he, he ruined Wario, because part of Wario's character was that he was a loner. In the Wario Land games, he yeah. lived on his own island in a castle, and he just kept to himself with his gold. And then they, and then the original Mario Tennis, they brought on Waluigi, and it's like, no, come on, he has a partner now? He wasn't meant to be part of a duo. He was supposed yeah. to be his own his own self. But they had an evil version of Mario, come on man. They needed an evil version of Luigi, so I guess that's why they did true, it. True, true. But I don't know. I guess you could say I'm a Wario purist. Yeah, no, the original Wario games yeah. were really nice. And yeah. I, I haven't really played any of the Waluigi games or know anything much about them, but as far as, uh, characters, I know they have Zelda characters in there, but like I said, I recently started playing, uh, Hyrule Warriors and Impa's pretty badass in that game. So that would be a good addition to it. Hyrule Warriors stuff? 
Yeah, Hyrule Warriors, Impa is one of the playable characters. Like, I'm not sure if any of you were familiar with who Impa is, but she yeah. usually has, has a role to play in the Zelda games. Well, yeah, we'll see. Now, moving on from characters and on the subject of stages, they didn't have a blanket statement like, all stages are available. They did show some, like Battlefield, Congo Jungle from Melee, um, the... The Sheikah Towers, or the Great Tower, the Towers from Breath of the Wild, that'll be a stage. Yeah, yeah that that was pretty yeah. cool. But they didn't have as much to say about st- stages as they did about characters. That's, um, got me curious if they are going to implement every stage that has been in a Smash Brothers game before. Because there, there is a few that I hope do come back. But we didn't see them during the Nintendo um, Direct. Oh yeah, I I definitely there are some like especially from Melee, which is my my favorite still. Um, there are some stages I'd love to see back. Yeah, same here. And of course, yeah, I'm not sure about the stages. Sorry, um, but I mean maybe they didn't want to show all the stages just yet because they they already put so much on the plate, you know. Everything out there. Yeah, and the main things the characters, that's the main stuff that fans go crazy over. Um, and uh, yeah, on the stages, that's at least one area where they could keep some secrets up their sleeves as far as what you have to unlock. One thing though, I hope there are more stages than there have been in the, in the previous entries. I always felt like there's an underwhelming number of stages, especially in comparison with the number of characters, like in the Wii U and 3DS ones. So I would love, like Michael suggested, for them to say, bring back all the stages just like the characters. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they do with that. We still don't know if they're going to bring all of them back. Yeah, that would make sense because for 50 plus characters, you would need more than just a handful of stages. Yeah. But they did say that every stage will have an Omega form, which... For those of you who don't know, that means it becomes simplified. And it becomes, like, if you have a fancy stage with a bunch of stuff going on in different platforms, it makes it just like the battlefield stage or final destination, just a simple platform. Now, are either of you, either of you, like, really into, and I can be, I can go either way with Smash Brothers, you know, fun or serious, but are either, can either of you, like, really get into serious, for lack of a better phrase, Smash Brothers play where you, Choose a basic stage and it, no items, and it's just you versus one other person. Oh yeah, uh, when I play with people I know, it's usually no items, no Smash Ball, just the Final Destination stage, and you know, nothing that can get in the way of you know the fight going on on stage. Well, definitely. I'm like I said, I'm a huge fighting game fan. So like when I first played uh, the original Smash Brothers and there were items going thrown around, they kind of threw me off my game. So I was like, okay, it's a fighting game, but yet it's not. So I could definitely get into a fight match with no items, just us, and we go at it. And that's how I play most of the time too. Like with my brother or anyone else, we turn off the items and we choose simple stages. But, and I'm sure this is true with either of you. I can just as much do the whole, have a few items on and do the, the goofy stages, you know, and just, well, for lack of a better phrase, have fun. Though, of course, you have fun doing it the other way. But I can go either way in Smash Brothers as far as how you play it. Now, on the topic of serious play, they went through a bunch of techniques that they're bringing to the game. And these, this would be news that would really only interest pro-like Smash Brothers players who play it the serious way. For either of you, um, was there one of the techniques like mid-air dodging? Um, Austin, one of our editors, pointed out being huge. Was there one of the techniques like the perfect shield and all that? Any of those techniques that stood out to you? Um, I gotta agree with Austin, the air dodging definitely stood out to me Mm -hmm. now the dodging yeah and then but they also had like is this is this the first time they're implementing like i don't know as you said you know for a lack of better word super moves they have like the special like hit kill hits you mean what what are you referencing the the 
Not the final smash. You're not referencing that, right? That's what I'm referencing to the final smash. Yeah. That, that has been in the series. Yeah. Okay. All right. I haven't been up to date with many of them. I played a couple of different smash brothers. I played it for 64 and GameCube. And I think that was it. Okay. Oh, see, they didn't introduce those into the Wii one. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And I like how they uh, simplified this, the smashes, you know. They made a huge point of that during the presentation was that, you know, now these smashes are going to be quick and easy so you can get right back into the battle. Yeah, I like that. And I also liked a new item, fake final smash balls, slightly colored and marked differently. Yeah. And I'm glad they're, they have different, different marks on them because if you're, Slightly colorblind like I am, you might be getting the wrong one all the time, but there are fake final smash balls now, and it's hilarious. I love it. It'll be a great addition to Smash Brothers Misery because if you accidentally pop it instead of the real smash ball, both you and your opponent fly to the edge and are KO'd. Like, that's just great. That is hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait to be playing with people and someone who doesn't know much about the game, like, immediately just feverishly and eagerly heads after that smash ball, thinking they're going to get the final smash, and then everyone flies to the edge and dies. That that will be hilarious. Oh, that's going to that's gonna lead to a lot of rage. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a nice little, um, I would assume, a joke that they're doing, and it's awesome. Yeah. And also on on the subject of items, they did talk about the assist trophies. They said you can KO them now. You can, which I think you have been able to kind of knock them away before. Maybe I don't think so. My memory's fuzzy, but you can KO them now unless it's something like the Nintendo that comes on the screen, and there are fifty of them. Um, I like. I was into the burrowing snagret, the Pikmin enemy that they showed. Any of the assist trophies they showed that caught your eye? I'm trying to remember which ones they showed. Yeah, it's hard. It's harder to remember these. They they went through a bunch of them. But yeah, I think that is an interesting mechanic to throw into the game that assist trophies can now give you a point if you knock them out. Because before, like you said, you could attack some of them and you know they would go away. But now it's like, you know, you do want to fight back against them because that could grab you your point. And it also places a check on people who want to use them because if you're fighting someone and are using an assist trophy, if they play it well, you've just given them a point that didn't come off of having to take you on. So it does have like another layer of strategy there. Yeah. If, of course, you're playing with items on. You know, that's usually when I'm playing with items, I don't care. <laughs> but we'll see. But some of the games I play that might change, we might start putting assist trophies now just because that, that little dynamic kind of changed a lot. Yeah, like doing it, like maybe you do it this way. Like I said, sometimes we'll turn on just a few items, like especially my brother and I, we can be pretty intense Smash competitors. And like sometimes we'll say, okay, let's just turn on Pokeballs and heart pieces or something. We'll just pick like a few items to have on. And I can see like doing just like a match with assist trophies. That would yeah. be fun. Just like assist trophies and final smash balls with the fake ones. That would be a lot of fun. But you know, I just thought of something. What if you're playing against someone and you have two lives and they have one? And at some situation, I'm like, I'm trying to think of a situation where like they have one life and zero percent. And you have two lives and you're like at 300%. Of course, the more percent you have, you know, the more likely you are to fly off. And then a fake final smash ball appears. Now, if you've got two lives and a high percentage and the person you're playing against has one life and zero percent, you're just about equally paired. They just got to get you getting one good hit and you're gone and you both have one life. But if you got that fake final smash ball, you're going to be going after it because you don't care if you lose a life. But when they use lose theirs, you win. That's an interesting thing I just thought about. Yeah, so maybe there would be a whole lot of strategy if that fake smash ball comes up. 
Yeah. Because maybe you will want to hit it. Yeah. Because if you've got, if you have multiple lives and like you're at 400% and everyone else is at low percentage, heck, go ahead and get that fake final smash. You're about to go anyway. And then you get free KOs all around. Yeah, exactly. I think people do it just to spite everybody else. Like, okay, if I'm going, you're going to. Bye. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to that. There are some things, specific things I'm really looking forward to, like playing as Ridley, that'll be fun. Um, having young Link and Snake again, previous mains of mine, that'll be fun. And then the fake final Smash Ball. Now, um, it's coming December 7th, so it's, it'll be here in time for the holidays. And before we wrap up this podcast, any other thoughts that you want to share on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, or is there anything that I missed and should have made a point about? Yeah, it was one I was going to bring up. Uh, the World Ends With You is coming to the Switch. It's a brand new kind of final mix the way Kingdom Hearts does. Uh, has a whole new um, new content, and it's coming with the Switch. I, something I really wanted to play for a long time was all on the DS. <coughs> Excuse me. And I never picked up, so I'm really excited that they did announce that that's coming to the Switch. Uh, for me? Um, no, I mean, overall, like I said, I am very, very excited for that game because I didn't I didn't play it much on GameCube and I didn't buy the Wii, but I have the Switch, so that's something that I'm very excited to play. And especially since I have like a lot of friends and family that like to play it, so... That's going to be something I'm definitely looking forward to. Awesome. And I think overall Nintendo had a fine little presentation this year. Um, it's always... It's funny, um, as much as we can make fun of the awkward moments from press conferences, sometimes I kind of miss when Nintendo would come on stage themselves, you know. There's a little bit of fun to that. But these little direct things, they're convenient, they're nice. They're free of yeah. those awkward moments. I was about to say, yeah, you don't get the total awkwardness. Yeah. Um, and like, especially with the motion controls doing those on stage, a lot of, and that's probably why they went to this because they just had too many awkward or moments or technical difficulties with the, the live shows. Um, anyway, I thought it was fine, dominated by Smash Brothers, but they, they had some stuff to show. Um, Nothing on Metroid Prime 4 unless it's happened since then and I haven't heard about it. That's probably the big, the only disappointment you could say. They announced it last year with nothing but a logo. But Yeah, I read a recent interview on that um, earlier today. Um, they said it's just not ready to be shown yet. That they just showed it, um, you know, uh, last year just to kind of get a little fanfare for the Switch going. And that this year it wasn't ready to be shown. Okay, well, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, as far as the the showcasing and Nintendo conference goes, I think I enjoyed that a lot better than the Sony and the uh, the Ubisoft. I think they were they were more direct. They wasn't they weren't trying to do much more than what they did, and and it worked. You know, they were simple. They were quick. They showed off their games. It was awesome. But with the others, I think they, they put a little too much effort to, into it as far as doing, like, extra, going beyond, like, with the dancing panda. Yeah. And then with the guy riding in with the motorcycle, I was just like, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess it works. Yeah, all the all the fanfare. That was the theme this year, too, like at the Bethesda conference, um, starting out with music, uh, um, the, the Sony one as well. A few of them did that. Did the, it's like that. Did the Microsoft? Hmm? start with did the microsoft one start with music um i'm i only caught the like last half of that one i don't think so i don't think it did no um but ubisoft sony and bethesda yeah bethesda that's right they all did it like starting out with music and then saying, and it's available today were two themes of this year's E3. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
So that is, that does it for a little discussion here of Nintendo's Direct for E3 2018. Um, thank you for listening and don't forget to keep checking back at Game Lester for more E3 coverage. I'm Trevor signing off for myself and Michael and Cy. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.